0: City Church and man, we're still in it. We're still quarantined, and now we're curfewed. So um, no, I don't want to make this political conversation, but uh, we are glad that you're here. We're glad that you're taking a few minutes tonight, or maybe you're catching this later on YouTube. Um, but we're really grateful to have this opportunity uh, to sit with you in your living room and uh, sort of our living room and. Uh, Chat about um, a really specific thing tonight. What we want to talk about tonight is God's will and man's plans, and uh, the scripture has a lot to say about that. So you're going to need a Bible. So you might need to hit pause and uh, get a copy of God's Word and have it with you because uh, we're gonna we're gonna walk through some things together like that. But before we dive into tonight's content, let me just bring you up to speed real quick. Uh, on some things and one specific thing that is happening um, in our body right now, an opportunity we've been given. Um, so if, if you did not see our Easter service, uh, you can go back and catch that um, in total on Facebook. If you just want to catch the sermon, that's on YouTube, and uh, you can find that there. But on Easter Sunday, we made an announcement that Tampa General Hospital... Um, has reached out to us and has given us the opportunity to be the church. And so if you've been following us on social media, you've seen us uh, posting these things called more than a building. And it's just us trying to spur you along and help you and help us and remind all of us as one body, as scripture says, uh, that even though we can't gather physically, we can still be the church. We can still do what God's called us Mm -hmm. to do. And so Tampa General reached out and said, basically, they are shut off from the world. They're quarantined and for the good and safety of our neighbors. We're into that. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about that. We want to be good neighbors. We want to love well. We want to serve our city. And in this process of there being no visitors allowed, um, for every newborn baby that is born, the only visitor can be the biological father. Right. And there's probably more to that. And I don't know all of the, all of the reasons and details, but I know that there's no visiting, and there's also no opportunity for that dad to leave the room and get anything. <laughs> am I am I right about that? Yeah, you had a they, good conversation yeah, with them.
1: Can't even go to Starbucks on site. They can't leave the room. Can't leave the bedside.
0: So they're they're quarantined. Yeah. Uh, they get to be with their spouse or significant other. And all that to say, here's our opportunity, is they've asked us if we would assemble some gift bags with snacks, with encouraging notes, with um, just some things that will lift their spirits. Uh, We want to put some things in there that uh, they can look at that might draw their vision to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so we're working through right now what those gift bags are going to look like, but we need your help. So, there's two ways that you can primarily get involved. The first one is to give to it. So, if you go and click the link for Redeemer Giving, or just go to our website, slash giving, or just go to the website and there's a giving tab right at the top, um, or right here on Church Online, you can click the Give link. And it'll take you right there. But then you're going to have the option. There's two options when you give. One is just your regular giving. And we're so grateful Mm -hmm. for those of you that are doing that as we continue to figure out what ministry looks like in quarantine. And we're working hard as elders and pastors uh, to figure out what discipleship looks like. Mm -hmm. And so pray for us in that. And then also there's a drop down that says vision out. And you've heard us talk about that before. But anything that's given to vision out, uh, this month is going to go directly to that Tampa General Hospital outreach. Am I saying that right? What yep. am I missing?
1: Yeah, no, perfect. Yeah, that'd okay. be an easy way to, to do it. And then the, and then the
0: second one is we want to write encouraging notes. So whether that's you or your kids or, you know, get creative with that. But we want to encourage people, let them know we're praying for them and that they have a family Here at Redeemer City Church, even though they don't have visitors, uh, we want to minister and serve and love them in that way. So if you write those notes, let me just encourage you to mail those to our physical mailing address. Um, Or you can drive by the church and in the little parking lot that we have, Mm -hmm. uh, our landlord's door right there in the little parking lot has a mail slot. And so you can just slip it in there. So mail it in 1602 North Florida Avenue or uh, drop it off in the mail slot. And of course, our address is online on the website and is right below me, right here. And uh, we want you to get involved in that with us and be the church. And what an opportunity. We've been praying about ways to get involved with uh, those in the hospital. And this is a great way to get that relationship started and to really just love on some people uh, that are in our city. Yep. So good stuff. So help us be the church. And uh, what an awesome opportunity. So we're really excited about that. Uh, So be a part of that with the Vision Out offering and then also with writing those encouraging notes and mailing them into us. And we'll bring you regular updates on what that's going to look like as stuff gets assembled and then as it gets delivered and we work out all those details. So good stuff. Well, let me pray for us. And then we're going to jump into a conversation about God's will and man's plans. Let's pray. God, thank you for your goodness. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are of first importance. Help us to live that. Help us to believe that. Reminded that your word tells us that you are the bread of life. And that you are the thing that we need. You're the one that we need. And so in this moment. Holy Spirit would you speak to us. Through the the power of your word. Would you remind us. That though we are not in control. You are. And none of these things. Related to quarantine. Related to the pandemic. Related to anything outside of our control. Has caught you off guard. You are not. Thrown by this, you are not shaken. You're the God with a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Mm -hmm. And so we praise you for that. And we ask for your blessings on this time as we open your word Mm -hmm. together and talk about your will, talk about our plans. And we uh, thank you ahead of time for how you're going to use it. And we love you. Thankful for Jesus tonight. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. All right. So before we jump in, uh, we have... A big announcement. And I don't want to build too much suspense. Keep the people waiting. <laughs> you even did. though that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, we we do have a really important announcement. Uh, a God thing. Yeah. That uh,
1: is a little bit bittersweet. Is it not? For sure. So the much. floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Thank, yeah. Big, big thing. You know, even as we talk about this, you know, and, and none of us watching this, um, would have predicted or or wanted coronavirus and and the way the world is right now, Um, you know, and I think we can look through history and certainly biblical history and see a similar pattern. And so yet, while our world has in many ways stopped, uh, God working and speaking and moving and creating hasn't. And we see that in scripture. And um, and that's been the, the case here. So, um, And we're thankful for that and always want that. And so as we're even going to look through some teaching on, you know, we, all, we all often get the question, yeah, how do I hear God's voice, or how do I know what God wants me to do or not do? And then there's some simple answers to that. Well, look at his word. Mm-hmm. Like, is it sin? Like, there's things like that. Where it's like, yeah. he does not want you to do that. Here's yeah. 15 verses why. Or, or, yeah, he wants us to be about some general things. So there's a general call and a specific call. And how we hear that, how we navigate that, it, it it's different, I think, for different people. I think it's at different times and for different calls. So um, I don't think it's a blanket thing. Some people might say it is or it isn't. But I think um, it's, for us, the posture, as we talk about vision up, vision in, vision out, mm-hmm. is it's all predicated on seeing Jesus, right? The vision is Jesus, yeah. but hearing him, hearing God and obeying. And so what does that look like? How do we do it? Um, it takes a lot of practice, takes a lot of error, um, and and being willing to say, hey, that might have been Carl or bad pizza, um, but this one was the Lord, and we can look back and see that. And so that's kind of uh, what we hope to begin that conversation with uh, tonight. With that, as as Mitch said, that there is, that, you know, God has been really stirring some some wild things. Um, Really, you know, you hear the phrase, oh, out of, that's out of left field. This is like out of the bleachers or maybe <laughs> even I think we're still tailgating in the <laughs> parking lot. So like two months ago, um, I got a phone call from uh, actually our former family doctor. It has nothing to do with that. Like I have told someone this story the other day, like, oh, are you okay? Like, like <laughs> did they look at an old scan? Yeah. No, it's, it's unrelated to his profession. Um, but... um He is uh, the chairman of um, uh, the local Young Life area up in Grosse Pointe, which is like the first suburb of Detroit, if you're familiar with the area, Grosse Pointe, Michigan, and uh, where we lived. uh, It's where Liz grew up, but I lived there eight years uh, before coming here for five years. And so um, he called and said, hey, I know you're still pretty connected with people up here. Um, We're looking for a new area director for Young Life. A gross point. And so, you know, do you, would you have anyone to suggest? And I said, yeah, I got a couple of people came to mind. And then he said, um, you know, I know you and Liz are, I mean, who would leave Tampa? You're super uh, connected uh, down there. It sounds like things are going well, but you know, would you guys be interested? I said, not interested, but thanks. Um, love it here. Love what God's done so much. It's been awesome this past year plus, this five years really, but the last year. And so that was that. So that was on a Friday. Well, three days later, a former, actually, student of ours, when I, I was a pastor of student ministries for eight years in Detroit, um, he was an army ranger. He actually took his own life. And um, so I flew up for the funeral. This was um, about two months ago. And um, while I was up there, I, I I texted my doctor friend, Tristan is his name, and said, hey, I'm in town, like, tell me more about it so I can, because I'm going to meet with, I'm going to see some of these people that I would recommend to you, and I can tell them more about it. I don't want to recommend them to something that I don't know enough about. So we met, and uh, he laid out the whole thing and all. And then, of course, he did his whole, hey, like, you know, you're here, would, would you guys take it? And I could show you the text. I, I texted him afterwards. I said, hey, I love you, I love what you're doing. But no, like, not at all. This is certainly nothing what we're looking to do. So I come back from Detroit and I meet with Zach Elliott. Some of you know Zach Elliott. He's a mentor of ours, um, really uh, important part of of really our church and and missionized pastors and friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, man, this is just, you know, talk about the bleachers left field, you know. And he just gave really good permission to seek God. Like here's the thing, when when, when God is speaking or we suspect he might be, even if what he's speaking has nothing to do with, the thing in front of us, like give him permission to to speak. And so just be open to what God could be doing. So that was helpful there. And um, then a few days after that conversation, Liz's best friend, uh, her dad died suddenly. Um, He was otherwise healthy. And um, so we went up to be with her family for that. This is, I don't know, five five weeks ago, probably on a timestamp. And so we're like, what? On earth. And so we're up there, and so we're like, well, you know, we're up there. Let's just, you know, let's really meet about this young life role. And so we did all that. We came back. Liz and I met with, uh, uh, well, we did, uh, did meet with Mitch. We met with Zach and, like, tell us how crazy this is, talk us out of it. And he didn't. Then um, we met with CR and Darby Campbell. CR is one of our elders here, and, and they go back our whole time here in Tampa. We've partnered with them in ministry. Um, and they were incredibly supportive. Um, and then I met with Mitch, and 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 he was supportive. And he can share more on his thoughts there, if he wants. Um, and then we shared it with the elders. And this is no decision been made, but it's like you know, help us discern. It seems like God is like stirring something way off our radar. What is it? And so as we did that, and as we discerned and prayed, and I you know I consulted a number of my mentors all over the country, frankly. And um, long story medium, um, basically we have discerned um, that God is calling us back to Gross Point, Detroit. Um, basically, as like missionaries to that area, um, that we have a, a heart to expand the gospel. It's, it's even one of my wiring. So one of the, the phrases that Zach uh, shared with us was, you, you can't like... Shy away from your calling. You you can't shy away from how God's wired you. And so in Ephesians chapter four, the Apostle Paul really lays out church leadership mm-hmm. and spiritual. There's spiritual gifts that comes a little after that, but how God designs leadership in His kingdom, and He lays out this fivefold um, team and it's Apest. You maybe maybe you've heard of, maybe you had it, Apest apostles. Prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers, and we subscribe to that. So, in our elder team, we've all gone through the testing on this. It's just—it's like one of these personality tests. And mine is apostle teacher, and the teacher one might be more obvious, but apostle—what does that mean? Apostles are sent ones. Um, you might wonder. Yeah, I always wondered why, like Jesus had the disciples. But then all of a sudden they become apostles. And so apostles go first. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they plow new ground. They take new territory. We've been able to exercise a lot of that through this merger, which has been really neat. Yeah. And as we look at Tampa, the city we love and God loves. And that's very much a huge part of this opportunity, that to go and, and just plow new ground in a, a really irreligious, lost part of the country, much like Tampa, frankly. Yeah. And so that's that's what we've discerned. And so the last little detail on that, and we're, we're going to talk through it. Is um, it's not imminent now. It feels like it is because of you know COVID nineteen, but we're looking at July, so we're going to be you know fully invested and present through June here, um, and we're hopeful that we're able to like you know see people in person and hug people and, <laughs> and even like have what we call like a Sunday gathering. Yeah. And, and even I feel like doing this via video feels insufficient. You know, we've talked to some people and we've done a couple of Zooms um, and there'll be an email going with this. But it's, it's going to be insufficient and, and we apologize. This is not how we would want to do it. Um, but we just feel like we couldn't count on a Sunday gathering coming soon enough to kind of get the news out. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of headway in here, you know, two, three months. But we don't know what that looks like. So that's the big news. Um, we, we're not looking for this. We, um, in some ways, there's some mourning to this, yeah. um, M-O-U-R, and um, but a ton of excitement. And, and then also, you know, full partnership with Mitch and Zach. Like, basically, is God expanding, you know, the, the, the V3, the Vision Up, Vision In, Vision Out, mm-hmm. up into Detroit area? And we think so. And so we think that he's sending us to plow that ground and to discern what that will look like um, going forward. So that's the news.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a couple things I think jump to my mind really fast is, first of all, from a church body perspective, um, in the middle of so much uncertainty, um, first of all, God is not uncertain. Sure. The Bible says that he is the same yesterday, today, forever. He's in control. We're going to look at some things about his will that will encourage us and remind us that he's faithful and steadfast. Mm-hmm. Um, second, um, from from a church perspective, we're, we don't plan to make any like really fast, big changes. Sure. Like, I've already got somebody in the wings <laughs> yeah, to yeah. take Carl's spot. Can't wait for him to get out of here. Like, <laughs> That's not the case at all. One of the things that you got asked pretty quick. Yeah. After discerning this with some mentors is, oh, I guess things aren't going great with the merger, going great with Mitch. That couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, Things are great for Carl and I. And I would want this to add to that and for that partnership to continue. You know, John 17 was not limited Mm. to a location. Right. It is for God's people. And so that's still the goal. That's still the vision. Jesus is still at the center of the vision. And so none of that's going to change. I I want you to know, I love Carl. I love Liz. I love their kids. Mm. I love um, everything that has happened in the past year. And none of that's changing. And so it is bittersweet. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the lost arts that we've learned about in the midst of this pandemic And in this sending, this celebration, which that's what we're going to do. We're not going to make any changes. We're going to celebrate what's right in front of us. And so um, we want this to be an expansion of God's kingdom. There's no division at all with Carl and I. This is... This is sad on a personal level. It's like when Carl asked me about it and I really prayed through it mm. and I thought about it and I read the word. It just <laughs> it was pretty clear yeah. that this was something that was unique and at such a time as this mm. that like it's just the right move for Carl's ministry. Mm. One of the things that I think about a lot with apostles like Carl had talked about is with that gifting, there's a unique position where that kind of gift can have one foot in culture mm. and one foot in the church. And so those opportunities for an, a, a true apostle gifting don't come along very often. Mm. Oftentimes they are in local church settings and it's frustrating <laughs> because things move slower. They are, they're a process. And that's all. We can have that conversation a <laughs> different time. But um, it is bittersweet. And so that lost art that I was referring to that we've been learning about in this pandemic and even in this move is a lament. That there are things that God is working together for the good of those that love him that in the present temporary moment don't feel great. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to to go there, to lean into that wound, as Zach likes to say. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that in all of this, you know, there are some wounds, but it is also another reminder that we look to Jesus. We don't look to any. And and I've heard you say this a million times uh, just in the year that we've been together. And so um, I know that that's your heart. That is our heart. And we're excited for what ministry will look like for both um, bodies. And so, well, yeah.
1: that that, and I'll just say the same thing. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's not subtraction. It really is addition and multiplication. Like we we are really discerning that God is doing something pretty big here, and we're excited to navigate it together. Um, I, we still will consider Redeemer our church, absolutely. And um, I'm not going to be silly and make a weather joke, but let's just say we'll be down uh, every winter as as much and long and often as we can. So. Um, we expect to be um, friends, uh, deep, dear friends of Redeemer and, and of Mitch. And Mitch has Michigan ties. In fact, I think like half the body here has Michigan ties. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, we'll be very connected. And, uh, and if we've learned anything with this safer at home quarantine stuff is we can still Zoom and mm-hmm. call at any time and, and pick back up. So, yeah, yeah it, is, it is very bittersweet for us as well. Uh, unexpected. Um, but as we, you know, even some of the things that Mitch shared, you know, as we discerned kind of wiring and, and impact. And one of the, the elders had some good take, like, you know, is is there a need and is there a fit? And and we discerned yes to both. You know, and then, you know, and I want to give props. Um, Pat McLean, one of our elders, just had some really good wisdom on, even as I just kind of shared a little bit of the timeline of things. He's like, you know, that this is what God does. Like, he he brings... Uh, he takes dead things and makes them alive, and so mm-hmm. we're up there for two funerals just unexpectedly, and and then that God's birthing uh, more life out of that. So, yeah. so that's something we're excited. You know, I was joking with Liz; um, it's like you know, uh, we do a series on Exodus, <laughs> and you know, there's this worldwide plague, <laughs> you know, and then you know, if you know the rest of Exodus, there's this wilderness season which we're all kind of in, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what do you do in the wilderness? You either you know complain or or shelter. Or, you know, you just, Lord, what are you trying to teach me and us? And, and what are you really doing in this exodus? And that's, you know, the plague part's the, the punchline there. But the other joke is right before this, we did Jonah. So it's like, crap, we can't like talk about God speaking, go to Nineveh. Like, I don't want to go to Nineveh. Like, I like Tampa. I don't want to mm. go back to, I love if you're watching Detroit, you know I love you. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like not interested in that. Um, but but it's what God has so we'll, we'll, we'll have to we heard it and now we have to obey it. And so you know yeah. as a great theologian you know Getty Lee says if you choose not to decide you still made a choice and so mm. we have to choose to obey in this case and um, we're excited to do so we're honored that God would would present this for us yeah but we are we are giving up a lot mm. um, but it feels like we are we're, we're really not we're gaining and um, but we'll miss a whole lot of the things that God's doing here. Um, But we'll see it from afar. For sure. So I think,
0: you know, as far as God's will goes, I think something that comes out of a move like this is the question, like, how does God work like that? I mean, how do you know that that was God speaking, Mm -hmm. you know, and not, you know, our own desires, our flesh and... You know, when when we were praying about that and walking through all that, I was quickly reminded of James chapter four. So if you have a Bible and want to take notes um, or write some scriptures down, uh, this would be the time to do that. If you (laughs) want to pause it and grab your Bible or a notepad, because the Bible is clear about how God works and how God moves. And there are some general things that all of us should be doing regardless of what our desires are. Yeah. And so, but that's not what I definitely want to lean into tonight. What I want to lean into with with you is in those big moments, those transactions in life, those, those big things, w- where is God in that? So in James chapter 4, verse 13 to 17, uh, the Bible says this, Come now you who say, today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city, Spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Man's plans. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you're writing things down, like this is the spot where we would talk about man's plans. And then verse 14 says, James is reminding us as believers of this all-important truth. Look at verse 14. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be, for you are like vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Mm. Instead, and so here, here's the point. So we make our plans, and James is saying, that's fine, you can make your plans, but there's a very specific way in which you can be within God's will to make your plans. Here's what he says. Instead, you should say, here's this key phrase, write it down. If the Lord wills. Mm. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But, as it is, you boast in your arrogance. Mm -hmm. All such boasting is evil. So it is sin to know to do good and not to do it. And so, we make our plans, but we'd be better off, while we're making our plans, to be in prayer, saying, God, is this your will, and be available... Mm. If it's not, yeah, you want to speak to that?
1: Oh man, I mean, listen, you got to be careful. There should be like a disclaimer, like uh, parental advisory, whenever you read James I mean, this letter. <laughs> it's five little chapters. It's very <laughs> tiny, but and 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 what a perfect bow on verse seventeen. Like whoever knows the good you ought to do and doesn't do it sins. He doesn't pull any punches, you know. And he's a guy who can speak to that. I mean, he's he's the the brother, the biological brother of Jesus, but what do we know about Jesus' siblings during his ministry? They didn't believe, that, you know, and you can imagine, you know, the older brother syndrome and like, you know, he's perfect and stuff like that. Like, I'm sure it was annoying. Like, I mean, I'm not really even making a joke there, you know, and he's walking around saying he's the son of God, you know, so he didn't believe. But after the resurrection, this guy's like, okay, it's real. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for he's not even my, forget that he's my brother. He's my Lord, He's my Savior, and I will die because this is real. Yeah. And so, if you claim to be a follower of Christ, if you claim to be you know, having eyes and ears to Him, I can't comprehend not doing what He says. Yeah. And so, I love that it's that simple and that clear cut. Now, that's not to say we bat a thousand. Nobody does. Right. Um, in fact, James didn't. Um, and Paul didn't. Um, but that this is such a good word for every single one of us in every season, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's not to not make plans, but it's to, to, you know, filter those through the Lord and the Holy Spirit and then be willing to to augment them and audible them on a dime Mm -hmm. and even go the opposite direction, potentially. Yeah.
0: And so the the question that then would come for me is, and, and I'm assuming those of you watching, is, okay... So I'm available now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, God, whatever your will is, that's fine. I want to do that. How do I discern that? How how do I figure that out? You know, Psalm 2, which I'm not going to read it, but I would encourage you watching to go read Psalm 2. talks about how the nations make all these plans, but God sits in heaven and laughs. Like it's comical to the Lord that we think our plans are, are so awesome. Yep. And don't consult him. Mm. So so if I'm if I'm going to consult him, there there is hope, right? Proverbs chapter one says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yep. So that is the first move. You know, and really the key takeaway from this from this chat about God's will is this. So if you're gonna write something down, I would encourage you to write this down. That God's will is in God's word. Mm. God's will is is in God's word because it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Going back to James, James tells us this in James chapter one, um, starting in verse two, consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials. Uh, Do we know anything about that right now? Yeah, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect Here's why. We talk about shalom a lot, which is that wholeness in Christ. Here's what it says. Let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith Mm -hmm. without doubting. And you can go on and read the rest of that. So, there, there is a pathway to learn God's will. God says, I will give you wisdom. Yeah. But it begins with fearing Him and not fearing man. It begins with submitting to Him and not to our own ways and yeah. wills and pleasures. Yeah. And then it begins on our knees yeah. asking God,
1: yeah.
0: I need wisdom. And then the promise in Scripture is that I will give it to you generously and ungrudgingly. Yep. He he in other words God's saying I want to give you mm-hmm. wisdom mm-hmm. and I want to give you a lot of it but there is a pathway to that. Yep. That begins with fearing me, praying to me and submitting to whatever it is that we hear from him. You want to talk to that?
1: Absolutely. And and that is a good word for every Every part of your life, like even you know the plans we make, all the things we just talked about, and and it applies very much to our ministries. Right? So, what's God's will? God's will is for every Christ follower. It's the priesthood of all believers. Um, that you are all pastors, priests, you know, prophets, evangelists. Like we are all to do the will. What what is His will? It's to go and make disciples of all nations. And baptizing and teaching them, and so that is that is his general call on every single one of us, and so we need to be in tune with that and then civic call you know comes in, uh, and i 'm reminded of in Acts chapter sixteen so in acts sixteen mm-hmm. Paul and Silas is where we 're introduced to young Timothy, um, who was an instrumental part of paul 's ministry and and really of of the New Testament after this, but they 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 grab Timothy, and he 's really just you know, Baby disciple at this point, he's not really even doing a whole lot, but he's observing, he's following them, and then he is just thrown right into what we're talking about here. And so in in, in Act sixteen six, it says um, they, so this, this group of believers, Paul, Silas, Timothy, they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, so Asia Minor, uh, having been prevented by the Holy Spirit from speaking the message in the province of Asia. Why would he do that? Wouldn't he want the message everywhere, right? When they came to uh, Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to do this. Mm-hmm. So they passed through Mysia and went down to Troas. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A Macedonian man was standing there urging him, "Come over to Macedonia and help us." Mm-hmm. After Paul saw the vision, uh, we so we Luke write this, so Dr. Luke is with him. we attempted immediately to go over to Macedonia hopping over here to Greece, Mm -hmm. concluding that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. And and, and that's just, it's it's what it is. Lord, who are you calling us to? What people? This is even how we should inform the neighborhood we live in, Mm -hmm. the city we live in, the ministry calls us to, whatever that is, okay, as a pastor, but as whatever your vocation is, your ministry is no different than ours. And so, Lord... Where are you leading us? Where are you sending us? We have plans to go through Asia Minor, Galatia. Oh, you're calling us to Greece. We have plans, and we have really fantastic plans for the city of Tampa. Mm-hmm. And those plans are going to happen without, without me being here all the time. Um, but you're calling us to Macedonia. You're calling us back up to Detroit. And so um, that is all throughout Scripture yeah. and, and, and our lives today. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, we want to wrap this up. We don't want to take your whole night. But, you know, I think that is where the discussion of is there a need Mm -hmm. and is there a fit? God will handle everything that we leave behind with the body. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. One of the ways I think about it is when I feel like God's giving me wisdom or I'm sensing that he's moving me or I'm you know, in that space where I'm seeking that wisdom is there comes a point where um, you have to start trying doorknobs. Mm. And so <laughs> I look at it this way, and Camden will tell you this, my wife, is that when it comes to the – it's only been like three or four times in my life that I really feel like God has specifically asked me to do something. Everything else has been, is this wise? Mm-hmm. Wise counsel, which Scripture speaks to, all of those things. But when it comes to these big things, and I know that I've been in the Word, I know that I'm like aligned with that, I'm not going against that, it's not sin, you know, as James tells us, if we know it's sin and we do it. Um, but then there comes a point where, okay, I see the need, I see the fit, now i got to try some doorknobs. Hmm. And, and I trust God in those moments that if, it's, if it is absolutely not what he wants me to do, yep. then either somebody in my life is going to say no.
1: Yeah.
0: Or whatever that is, is going to say no. Yep. And so we try doorknobs. Yep. And so if you are drawing near to God, the Bible says he'll draw near to you. If you'll humble yourself before him, he'll lift you up. So if, if you're doing those things, you're going to find his will as you try yeah. doorknobs because the door he wants you to walk through is going to open. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of theological stuff behind that that we could talk about. But, but I don't think that's the point today. The point today is God says if you follow that path, fear the Lord, submit to him, pray, ask for wisdom. The promise from God is that he's going to give you wisdom. Yeah. And so I think that's the big takeaway, is that God's will is in God's Word. Mm -hmm. He says that if you do those things,
1: He'll give you wisdom. Any parting thoughts? Oh man, I mean, all of the thoughts, you know. And and I love that James 1, like, you know, in some versions say, He'll give you wisdom without finding fault, or Mm -hmm. in spite of our fault. So it's not, I have to be good enough. It's just, I have to be open to His Word and His leading. And then... Mm -hmm. And then we go, you know, and then the same with the open doors. Like, don't misunderstand what Mitch is saying, because we are so good at deceiving ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. Oh, look at this open door or. But really, it's we're running from something or Mm -hmm. running to something that's not God or his spirit. Maybe it's uh, more money or uh, a better situation Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Um, And. You know it's not just as simple as oh well this was this was easy in fact, I would argue usually his door is the strange one and not necessarily the easier one now, nope. there should probably be some things to it that how can I you know I had a mentor this is when I was in college tell me you know I, whenever I get you know these these pitches you know for other jobs like you know how does it increase my ministry how does, how does it better provide for my family and so you can you can kind of discern a few even worldly parts to that that can really get you well oh it's more money, so it better provides my family. Now, there's uh, those of us as we be, as we become more and more years of parents. Uh, it, it's not the money; it's the situation for my kids. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's how you know how can how can they be shepherded better to know the Lord. And mm-hmm. so, that is a good word for for every single one of us today, right now, as we're navigating even new norms here um, and coming out of it. Are we going to follow God better and closer, mm-hmm. and and listen to every nudge He gives us? Or are we just going to kind of, you know, have social Christianity and, and like God? We like God. We might even love Him at times. Mm-hmm. But are we, is it going to be the center of every part of our life um, or not? And we get to decide that. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, I'd say oftentimes, that's a joy and a thrill Sometimes it's a little scary, but that's good. We need to be out of our comfort zones and Mm -hmm. just rely on Him. And so, yeah, this is exciting stuff for the church, capital C, and for Redeemer City Church, and for Tampa and for Detroit. We're we're pumped. It's
0: good. It's good. It's good advice. Good word. So I want to leave you with this, and then we're going to pray and uh, call it an evening. But Proverbs 19, to -hmm. just piggyback off of what Carl said, is this, verse 20, Listen to counsel. Mm And receive instruction. Many of us fail right there.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, we hear something, but we just won't act
1: on it. Or we go to people who we know are going to say what we want to exactly, say hear. Oh, exactly. Me
0: Listen to counsel, receive instruction, so that you may be wise later in life. Many, verse 21, many plans are in a person's heart, but the Lord's decree will prevail. And honestly, church, that's what we want. Yeah. Because we're going to be safest in the center of his will. And he's given us the path to do that. So I hope that encourages you. Um, we'll of course continue talking about Carl and Liz's plans. Sure. And uh, we want to celebrate that. And celebrate them. And uh, ask God to do something great. Uh, both here at Redeemer and in Detroit. And uh, we want to do that with them. So we're excited about that. Um, but I would encourage you over the next couple months here. To, to love on them. Uh, And hopefully we'll get to do that up close and personal very soon. But let's pray and we will call it an evening. Let's pray. God, thank you again for your word. We thank you for your will. We thank you for your wisdom. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that you're willing to share your wisdom. In our fallen nature so often when we figure something out, we throw a patent on it and we Mm -hmm. hoard it to ourselves and we make sure nobody else can get what's ours. And yet you are the giver of all good gifts. James reminds us even that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father. The greatest of which was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so we fix our eyes on you, Jesus. You're the author And perfecter of our faith. So I pray that. Even in these moments of pandemic. In these moments of uncertainty. In these moments of sending. uh, People we love. uh, I pray that you would. Sanctify us. By your truth. Wash us in your word. Because you've washed us in your blood. We praise you tonight. And I pray that you would. Be with the messenger family. That you would. Uh, love them, bless them, keep them, cause your face to shine upon them in this new season that is coming. I pray for Redeemer City Church. I pray for your elders of this church Mm -hmm. that we would be wise, that we would be great shepherds for your people, ones that would honor you. And I pray for the body. I pray for each member of Redeemer City Church that... You would encourage them, that you would strengthen them, that you would use them to make a difference for you in this city. Not in their own power, but in the power of the Holy Spirit because we were created for good works in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's good news. And so we love you and we praise you tonight. And uh, help us to fear you Mm -hmm. above all else. Mm -hmm. We love you. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. Well, thanks for watching, and uh, we look forward to seeing you right back here on Sunday morning.
1: Awesome. Thanks. See ya. I don't even.